Welcome to Ready, Set, Real Estate, where we will help empower and educate you on many different aspects of real estate, finance, and investing. Each week, we will expand your knowledge and uncover hidden truths. We will break down real-world scenarios and study actual how-to strategies. Anyone can buy real estate, but together, we'll ensure you make smart real estate investment decisions. Now, here's your host, award-winning author, international speaker, and real estate educator, Lisa Gillette. Happy, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Okay, so shout out to Big Sis Media for the new intro. There's a new outro coming. I'm feeling really good. But since I am playing with a new mic today, of course, let me make sure sound and everything's all good. Uh, let me let me just make sure that I'm I'm good to go on the sound. If you are hearing me, definitely give me a thumbs up. Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Okay. Oh, yes. The mic sounds brilliant. Okay. So I'm going to be honest. I just woke up. <laughs> this is what I look like when I wake up. I just woke up. All right. Happy Wednesday, beautiful people, wherever you are on this still phenomenal planet. Yes, regardless of all the the, the chat of the AI war and all, all the, you know, the ugliness of it, it's still beautiful. So let's actively co-create, just co-create something amazing. And as you can tell in here, I am in the great spirits. I trust that you are as well. We are in episode 208. Listen, we are doing phenomenal things on the show. I want to say shout out to those of you who are tuning in on a radio podcast, wherever that is, and helping us grow this platform. This has been such a voice for those of you who have those questions, who you know, have have shared with me intimately, and we're creating this space and place for us to both uh, learn, again, as you heard on the intro, educate and empower. That is the goal of the show, to help you make an informed decision. It's about information and making you, helping you make that informed decision. So we are going to be discussing, and and I'm just going to do discussion style today. So this is nothing, no classroom style, no slides, no presentation just a great discussion on what you've been hearing, right? Those misconceptions. I, I love and enjoy busting myth concept, misconceptions. Uh, today's show, let's consider it a myth buster today because social media is just, there's just so much power in social media. And so I, I had a client and this was very interesting that she had shared with me about waiting into the market goes down. And so I've been encouraged to talk about it on today's show. So before I jump into that, let's do show disclaimers. Let's talk about your goal for second quarter. We are in May, oh, second quarter, 2023. Write those goals down, execute those goals. Shout out to my husband who's achieved a major, major goal. Woohoo! Major, major goal. Uh, he's our newest licensee. You know I'm warming him up to get on the show and share his journey because he's got quite a story to share. I am super proud of him. And so he is, uh, he called me on 
Saturday. He called me Saturday night and he said, did you see it? And I'm like, what? What did I see? It was like late. And he says, um, I'm your new, I'm your first agent. And I'm like, what? No, I jump on the Department of Real Estate website and there he is. He's listed as an agent under our brokerage. So kudos to him for writing that goal down and executing that goal. Now, for most people, you pass the exam, you go through your background, a couple weeks later, they issue your they issue your license for him. It was a little bit more involved because he he comes with a background from his adolescence. And so when you are applying for state licenses, they are going to scrutinize all what you've done and make a decision. And his review process was longer than most. So I will save the goodies for him when he gets on the show. I'm already priming. I'm already setting the stage. He will come and, and share his journey. So, uh, so yes. So kudos to Kyle, my husband, Kyle, for being a newly licensed real estate agent in 2023. Congratulations for executing that real estate goal. So here it is right here. Write it down. Uh, for those of you who've been working on your credits, write it down. What's the number? What are you trying to hit? For those of you who are looking to purchase your first property, work on saving that first $10,000 if you're in California. Of course, if you're somewhere else, $3,000 might suffice, $5,000 might suffice. Uh, California at minimum, ten dollars to $25,000. Get your foot in the door, have some skin in the game. Work on that. If you are looking to improve your income or your earning power, write it down, right? What skills do you need to gain so that you can earn more money? Not only earning the more money, but when we're working with uh, universal laws like law of magnetism, law of vibration, the laws of polarity, just to name a few, Think of it in terms of what service, right? What are you offering the universe in exchange for the, the dollars? Some people exchange the hours for dollars, right? You go to work, you, you exchange your, your manual skills, your physical skills, whether it's manual labor, or those of you who are the critical thinkers and the problem solvers, you're being paid to solve that. What skill, right? What service are you exchanging for those dollars? And I've had someone ask me this in the past, got this text. And thank you for those of you who are texting me. If you want to text me questions, 323-488-3265. Uh, you can drop a question. We'll have it on the show. Or you can submit your question at lasuperagent.com. In fact, let me, let me write that down. You can submit your questions at LA, uh, super, submit your questions at lasuperagent.com. So you can submit your questions at lasuperagent.com and I'll answer them live on the show because someone might, might have the same sh question as well. So someone had asked me this question in terms of skills, 2023, now we've got this thing with AI, what skill should you have? What should you be working on? And I have to surmise it like this. I have to say it like this. 
specialize. It is now that more important to specialize. Because if AI can supposedly do what others can, then what you as a human doing and human being, you as the human doing, what you pour into that, your energy in that specialty, in that skill, is what is going to translate into dollars for you, into value for you. Okay? Got it? Thumbs up? Finding this helpful? All right. Moving along. You know the price of admission to get this real estate game brought to you by yours truly. Press one lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you've shared it. Drop that in the comments below. And I do want to give a disclaimer before I get into the show, but I will not do that no sooner than this commercial break. (laughs) We'll be right back. We know how challenging it can be to try and sell a home while also dealing with other financial and legal matters. We are here to help. Devenio Estates is the real estate firm you need to make sure your unique situation is handled as quickly and efficiently as possible. Our team of professionals has a combined experience of over 30 years in real estate, construction, and finance industries. As active professionals in the industry, we know the importance of timelines and pride ourselves in providing superior service without compromising integrity. We use industry software and copyrighted proposals so that our real estate agents submit accurate and complete listing information and buyer offers. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and set Devenio Estates as the go-to real estate firm for excellence and advocacy and superior services for our clients. Contact us today to learn more about our services. We're getting there. We're getting there. For those of you who are new to me, welcome. My name is Lisa Gillette, super agent, also known as super agent, broker, owner, CEO of Devenio Estates independent boutique firm. So you are actually getting to see the face, right? The face of one of these real estate companies. I'm not this big franchise monster out here. We pride ourselves on being able to connect and serve with our community where representation, diversity, inclusion has always been part of our goals and mission, right? Because we know what it's like. We know what that experience is. I am short sale foreclosure certified and experienced. I absolutely enjoy and love doing probate and trust sales. And uh, for some of you who have learned intimately, and I've shared on the show that I'm currently in law school, and I anticipate that I, my focus will be trust and pro, probate and trust at, at uh, administration as well. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited. Your girl's got goals. I'm taking my first state exam in August. I've got one more year of law school. I'll sit for the bar soon. And I think it's going to be a dynamic contribution that I will be able to bring as an added value. So this is what I said. I started off, how do we make more money, right? How do we increase our earning power, potential, and value? Specialize, specialize. So while I can do all of those things that you saw, you know, you Yeah, we do crypto sales, multifamily apartment buildings, 1031, standard sales, downsizing, we get all that other stuff, specialized specialty. And what I'm specializing in is 
doing the probate sales. And, and I use that word very finite, right? Very loosely, not finite, but very loosely, not to call myself a probate specialist. I'm very careful, which is why I said certified and experienced, uh, because in our industry, <laughs> the real estate industry, there's no real specialist designation for probate. Like seriously, there's there's none, okay? So you either, you learn it, you do it, and you do it well. Comes with uh, experience, comes with continuing education, training. Uh, for me, collaborating and connecting with various real estate uh, attorneys, or I would say probate and uh, trust estate attorneys, and just building with them, networking, understanding a little bit more about uh, process and procedures as it relates to probate code or the probate law. All right. Good stuff. So disclaimers on the show as we're talking about, uh, um, let me get it up here, talking about waiting for the market to crash. So disclaimer on the show, the information provided on this show is not, to me is not meant to be legal or tax advice. Please consult those licensed reputable professionals regarding your unique situation. Situation. I see some people in the building. Shantae Earl is in the building, my brother. Where are you, Shantae, where's your area of practice? So this is another realtor colleague, real estate professional. Uh, I've watched Shantae grow. I see Shantae, you're doing your thing and speaking. So I am, hats off to you, grow, right? That's the goal, grow. Uh, and I know you have an organization that you've been doing in terms of empowering, I think, is it young men? So I, I share that to say that I see you, I see you, I see you doing your thing. So congrats. I think, uh, I think your son also is a graduate and just kind of catching up with a lot of things that I see people kind of post and just give you an opportunity to build. So uh, uh, Shante Earl, he's out and just kind of drop it in the chat. What area do you serve? And I know you, you've experienced or kind of back in the day and probably keeping your eyes open, which is probably why you're here is because you used to do uh, investing, right? So investing and just getting to that place. So yes. Shantae Earls in the building doing this thing. All right. So shout out to those of you who are tuning in um, from our various channels, Inland Empire. He says he's from the Inland Empire. So thank you. So serving the IE, IE, you know what I think is funny, Shantae, <laughs> when, and and I'm, I'm speaking of myself too. I think it's really funny that the industry, um, the industry, the real estate industry prides itself on holding these networking opportunities so you can refer business to other agents. But isn't it funny, like out of area? So like how many listings have you seen in the IE come from agents down here in LA? Right? <laughs> We're not even in the IE and you see like they could have referred that out, right? And got that, you know, that mail money, that referral check. What's your thoughts on that? You know, and vice versa, you know, you having an opportunity of listing, you're in the IE and I don't know, do you, do you take the listing if it's in the LA area or, you know, LA basin area? You're like, shoot, heck yeah. The average price is of seven, 800,000. Heck yeah, Lisa, it was a $21,000 commission. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the, the challenge here, right? When we talk about networking and referring it out, you know, for out of areas. But what agents don't realize, if you are a Realtor, right, if you're subscribed to the Realtor organization, it's actually considered unethical for you to take a listing that's not in your area. Mm. So to be continued on that discussion, I just find it 
very interesting uh, that that's what we do. And it's and why is it is because the industry is driven by the top 20 percent of agents. Uh, while we have thousands, ten thousands of agents, not everyone is an active producer. So when you do have the opportunity to earn that commission, no matter where it is. Right. Although COVID has changed that, I know people were commuting far away because traffic wasn't too bad with kind of things being shut down. But now you kind of double, you, you, you rethink, is it worth driving the two hours, right? Is it worth driving the two hours? So that allows me to segue right into the show topic. And this is this thing that I see trending right now, waiting for the market to crash. What have you seen out there? What have you been seeing about the market? I've been reading, so I get news from, uh, I like Housing Wire. I like reading the business journals. I like reading the, uh, some of the LA Urban Architect and you know development newsletters and magazines. I follow the money. I pay attention to what the Federal Reserve is doing. And so that way I can formulate an informed decision. Now, of course, I gave my disclaimer on the show. I have no crystal ball. This is from experience and what I've seen. When I jumped into the market, I jumped in 2006. I was a new licensee in the business and I had no clue. I was so green to the symptoms of a market crash. I had no idea. Um, I had no idea that what we were going, what we were saying, right? I didn't know what we were experiencing. It, I was so green to that. So Shantae says, it's going to happen anytime soon. You sound like my man, Robert Kiyosaki. <laughs> Robert Kiyosaki says it's going to happen. He's been declaring this market crash for a very long time. So I have a contrary position in terms of market crash. And then let's, so let's define this. Let's define, oh, oh, oh it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. He says not going to happen. Okay, cool. Cause I was, I was going to be like, cool. I'm, I'll, I'll play, I'll play uh, devil and angels advocate here, but it's okay. So if you are of the position like Robert Kiyosaki, I'll, I'll use him because he's been very vocal on Twitter for some time. As long as I've been following him on Twitter. Robert Kiyosaki is the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, What the Cashflow Quadrant Game. I just bought his latest book, Shantae. I don't know if you've had a chance to read his latest book. What is it? The, um, ah, so let me, let me Google. Second Chance? Is it Second Chance? Ah, is it Robert? Uh, okay, let me, I'm Googling real quick. Second Chance by Robert Kiyosaki. So, um, he talks about, he uses the lessons from the past in a brutal assessment. Okay, so second chance. And I haven't, I haven't been able to jump into it. Melanie Peters in the building, she says, hi, Lisa. Shout out to you, Melanie. Thanks for joining the conversation. So haven't had a chance to read it, but I am reading and I'm enjoying this read more so. And the latest book that I am reading is, um, I've I've got to get it. I, hold on, y'all. I have to sh I have to share this book because I didn't know this book existed. 
until I saw it on someone posted on the next door. And I, I was like, I've got to read this book because it was a time that I lived. It, it, the, these things were when I lived. So it's um, America Stone American. Okay, so. Uh, I, I'm going to find this book. Meanwhile, we have this discussion about it. I, I probably got to go. It's going to bother me now. Like, I have to get this book. I had to get this book. Uh, where's my girl Leslie at? Leslie, where are you? Because I texted you the book. I, what's the name of the book that I just texted you? Um, I'm going I'm going through. What is the name of this book? Because I really want, I would like for you to join me in reading it and hear what's your spin. Ah, found it. Boom. I'm going to do a screen share. I'm going to do a screen share. Cool. So let me screen share it there. Cool. Here it is. Here's the book. Write this down. Home Wreckers. Home Wreckers. How a gang of Wall Street kingpins, hedge fund magnets, crooked banks, and vulture capitalists suckered millions out of their homes and demolished the American dream, written by Aaron Glantz, Pulitzer Prize finalist, and he's a journalist. I am enjoying this read, and it's drawing some emotions out of me. And it's interesting to hear the stories. There's conversations about reverse mortgages, which, by the way, I have a workshop coming up coming up next Saturday. Let's go to the realestatelife.events. Um, I also want to share that real quick. So realestatelife.events, this is the event that's coming up. So how to undo a reverse mortgage, avoid foreclosure upon death of a senior borrower. Next Saturday, this is our next real estate community event workshop happening at 10 a.m. Make sure you go ahead and register, okay? So uh, click that register button. Uh, it is free for community, local residents, licensees. There is a charge, right? <laughs> there is a charge. Uh, so just, but if you are a, a real estate licensee, I have stuff coming up for you. And so stay tuned with that. So I say that in the breath of having this discussion of this book here. And I want to bring it up because I, I, I like props. So not that one. Share this one. I like props. Okay, cool. Uh, buy to lease trend. Ooh, okay. That's exactly what, that's what I pivoted to. <laughs> that's what I pivoted to in terms of assisting uh, sellers, you know, property owners. Now property management, right? We've we've had to pivot to that. So we are seeing that. That's a good point. We are seeing the property management trend um, coming up. A lot of sellers saying, I'm going to hold off and see what the market does. In the meantime, let me offset some of these carrying costs, carrying costs being those of the housing expense, the mortgage, the insurance, utilities, maintenance, carrying costs. Let me offset that by putting a tenant in play. But Shantae, 
buy to lease trend. So here's what, as I'm, I'm processing the buy to lease trend, because even on the rental side, I have some home, some owners that are, have been, they've been really stained, right? What, what is it when you're, when you've been hurt now and now you don't want to get involved with tenants? And in fact, I just spoke with one of my investors a couple of days ago and he says, you know, I'm looking for some deals, Lisa, I'm still active but no tenants. He said, I had no idea that the city council was going to do what they were going to do or vote the way they did as it relates to uh, uh, tenant protections and the extensions that they have put into play. And so that has really injured and harmed our investors who are the ones that usually have the funds to come and rehab those properties and make them available for the first time or the uh, you know owner occupant market the nonprofit market those who are purchasing <clears throat> for housing right not so much about the investors and the wall street i talked about them on the other show but this right here this book gives you insight to exactly what happened when I, when i had shared with some of you in the past shows that the that shadow inventory, Shantae, you remember, I think we were kind of discussing back then about the shadow inventory that never hit the market, right? He's like, yeah, he's there. He's there. You're like, cue that comment right there. I talk about shadow inventory, you drop, you drop it right here. The big hedge funds came in and hurt the community during the last recession. Absolutely. And so this is why I want to address this question. This is exactly why I want to address this point of waiting for the market to crash that you hear trending in, in, on social media. Let's visit what the Federal Reserve just did with these latest banks and what they said. The Federal Reserve, uh, and, and I was paying attention. So U.S. Bank, by the way, if you bank with U.S. Bank, uh, it's one of our banks that we bank with has bought over and is taking over Union Bank. And I looked at the history of Union Bank during World War II. Of course, the Japanese experienced, unfortunately, the encampments here in US on US territory. And a lot of their homes and businesses were taken from them, were taken from them. Union Bank was created in an effort to bring back the Japanese community and help them, you know, restabilize, get stable again, business loans, home loans, and banking, and, and so forth. So after 100 years, it's been very quiet kept that U.S. has now bought over Union Bank. So you'll see Union Bank disappear at, at the end of this month. So as I'm watching these uh, movements with the banking industry, I'm paying attention to how the top, right, the top of, of that crop, the, the Federal Reserve and the banking, the American Bank Bankers Association is responding, right, responding to what is happening in the financial sectors because we are, we have different habits than we have a couple years ago. Now that we've experienced that recession to the degree that we have, some people don't put all their monies in the bank. How many of you have mattress money? 
<laughs> right? It's to a degree that you are using the banking system for very limited purposes. It's not back in the day where you have that relationship. What did we also see with the Federal Reserve during this, this, this banking collapse of three, these three to four banks that had quite an influence and the Federal Reserve had to step in? Why? Because they will not allow the U.S. economy. This is a capitalistic structure. They are not going to allow them to tank. No, no. No. Not going to happen. In fact, they said that not going to happen. We jumped in and what? And they made an exception, which is now questionable as to whether um, smaller banks would receive the same treatment in terms of protecting those deposits and guaranteeing those deposits beyond the $250,000 that are offered to all banks, right? Or participating banks the FDIC. Let's marinate on that for a little bit. You're saying to me, you're watching these trends and people saying, I'm going to wait for the market to crash because it's going to happen real soon. No, you know what's happening right now? There's a new form of currency that is coming to be prevalent because the goal of mortgages, loans, and Wall Street is to what? What is the goal? Make more money? Yes. What's the bigger goal? What is the bigger goal? In my opinion, I and I'm open to hearing yours as well. Fresh squeezed juice. I've been juicing y'all. I, well, I know I've been drinking juices. My husband's been juicing and I've lost, I've lost weight, feeling great about myself. <laughs> so what is it? Wall Street. The system here is to keep you indebted. So if they are working and I'm, I'm paying attention to these bills that it relates to mortgages and cryptocurrency. And if they find a way, which they have, right? I'm hearing about their, there's uh, its patent and there's a bill into effect that's going to affect the crypto arena. And so the government's involvement of that is basically guaranteeing the indebtedness. They're in debt. Right now the conversation is about raising the ceiling debt. And if they don't, they don't have the funds to pay their bills come June. So that's happening in one arena. Now, on the commercial sector, on the commercial side, for those of you who have been paying attention to more for leases going up, more for sale available going up in your town, on the commercial side, the retail stores, the warehouses, the, the, the commercial, uh, in the commercial space, in the commercial sector, uh, there's, this is, tw by 2025, there's about like a trillion dollars of loans that are due coming due. They've got balloon payments that are coming due. And given that commercial has not been performing all that swell, evidenced by the fact that COVID and the moratorium has shut down a lot of businesses, 37% of businesses did not return after this pandemic. 
37% of businesses did not return. So that is affecting the commercial sector. That is a loss of revenue and income to pay those bills. What are we seeing enacted? The rezoning, the rezoning of the hotels, of the office buildings for what? Housing. The money is in housing right now. I just joined, I just joined an app because I've got a client and um, one of our rental properties, we're doing a rooms for rent. And so I'm, I'm utilizing an app. And there are a lot of people that need a place to live, rooms for rent. You know, people are, are uh, facing times up and being told that the property owners are now selling the property. They've got to move. They've been given relocation. Some have, some, some not haven't. So you see a lot of disruption happening in housing. So pay attention to that arena. And since we're dealing with housing that has this trickle down effect, with people's stability, their ability to work, their ability when their ability to work, earn their money, therefore affects disposable income and their ability to put into the economy to circulate in commerce, right? To keep this thing churning. But if we have this disruption in housing, as we're seeing, now we're dealing with an issue, right? A bigger issue. So It'd be interesting to see this next administration that comes into play now, given that we're also going into a presidential election uh, campaign season, right? We're, <laughs> wow, there's a lot happening. So I get why, why people are saying, I'm just going to wait for the market to crash. And here's my opinion, not going to happen. You know why? Because in my opinion, according to this book as well, the biggest gangsters of our economy rather commit fraud, defraud the American people in the system than allow this thing called commerce, capitalism, to crash. They're not gonna walk away from their bread and butter that easy. They were willing to commit fraud. Take the multi-billion dollar fines, smack on the hand, and the walkaway salaries than to allow this economy to tank. They showed you that already. So why are you thinking it's going to crash? They showed you they were willing to commit a crime than to let this thing self-correct.
This is getting good. Okay, how's that? Better? Thanks. Thanks, Shantae. <clears throat> this was getting good. And I'm going to wrap it up here because I feel like I'm on a rant here, but I wanted to make sure that we have this discussion. So where I'm going to say the Federal Reserve showed us, right? The Federal Reserve showed us where we would end up. Okay. The Federal Reserve was showing us where we ultimately are going to end up with any market corrections. No surprise. There's no surprise that they will jump in. They've put in a plan into play based on what needed to be learned or based on what was learned from 2008. Based on that. Really? I have no sound. No, it's there. Melanie, it's there. Okay. In any case, so I'll sign off here. Sound or no sound, I'm going to conclude here and wrap up the show today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining the conversation. If you know someone who's been talking about they're going to wait for the market to crash, here's what they need to do instead. Get get you right. Get your finances right. Get specialized. Focus on your earning potential and be diligent in your goals and executing those goals because the market's going to do what it's going to do. Let me remind you here as we're adjusting to recession, progression, depression, there are some people that don't experience these things. Are you going to be one of them? Are Is your family going to be one of those groups of people that will continue to progress regardless of what is happening in the economy? Because I have said and declared for certain that me and mine, right, my tribe, my family, we're going to do well. We'll be fine. We're not operating from a fear-based programming we are going to be fine. And that's where we are with it. <laughs> ERGJ in the building. You chimed in right when we're getting ready to wrap up. It was a great show. It was a great show. And some folks have really got to check themselves on thinking or being led on what social media is saying <clears throat> in terms of what the market's doing, what they should be doing. As I wrap this up and conclude, focus on what you should be doing, specializing, affirming to yourself that you and yours will succeed, will be successful, will not experience a recession, a depression, and it'll be nothing but progression. All right. With that, I say have a powerful and productive week. We'll see you next week on another information packed episode of Ready, Set, Real Estate. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ready, Set, Real Estate podcast with Lisa Gillette, the LA super agent. Please like, subscribe, and share LA 